0: Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Kettlebell Kitchen is a goal-based meal delivery service that believes in fueling the body with high-quality, nutrient-dense foods to help you perform your best. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm here with two very special guests, Thomas and Robbie from CrossFit Delanaga. Did I say that right? Did I mess it up? Yes.
1: Yeah, Delanaga.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. I was practicing before the show, and I had to make sure I say it right. But uh, Thomas, Robbie, it's so good to have you guys here on the show today. Um, I'd love to hear you know, a little bit about you guys, uh, what your roles are at CrossFit Delanaga, and how you came to the gym.
1: Cool. yeah thank you for uh, having us first of all but I'll let, uh, I'll let Robbie start. She's the OG so <laughs> um,
2: Well I started in uh, spring of 2009 I think 2008 excuse me and uh, actually there was a woman that was coming to my house to cut my hair because I had two little children at home and, and it was easy because she made house calls. She was telling me about a new gym she was working out in It was completely different. And it sounded interesting. I was doing step aerobics in my basement and um, not getting any more fit. I could tell. I was 40. And I was like, something has to change. And uh, so she told me about it. And I went in. And I was just like everybody else, hooked from the beginning. And I've been here ever since, 11 years.
0: 11 years. That's right, you all. We are talking to a 10-year affiliate, 10-year plus affiliate. And Robbie has been there since the get-go. So we'll talk more about that. But Thomas, who are you? Uh,
1: so I came on board a little bit later. Um, I started doing CrossFit back in 2014 at another gym in the area, which actually kind of offshooted, offshooted, offshot from CrossFit Dahlonega. Uh, and so I started working out there and learned a lot about CrossFit, what it was, uh, how to do CrossFit, and all the, all the nitty-gritty of working out um, from that affiliate owner. And then I moved to a different city in our state here in Georgia um, and became a trainer at another gym and a head trainer then and then moved uh, back up sort of in this area. And from there, I started training at CrossFit Lanega. Uh, and started managing CrossFit Delaniga, and then uh, was given the opportunity to purchase CrossFit Delaniga. For the past two and a half years, been here just chugging along day after day, uh, enjoying the community and uh, trying to make CrossFit Delaniga better uh, with the help of everybody that's here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, very interesting. So, fun fact uh, Jim I go to actually just had a change of ownership. Literally, like two weeks ago, it was sold, it changed, and and before I even got on with you guys, I, I was on Facebook and they were, the new owner was posting, We're doing all these renovations. So it's just interesting talking to you about that and being like, Wow, I'm going through this right now. And yeah. You know, as from a member side and from a coach side. Um, but I guess, Thomas, a question for you is, you know, what, what led you to buying Dahlonica and becoming the owner? And um, what led to that? I mean, because that's, that's a big change from just training and CrossFit, you know? And now you're owning a crossfit
1: yeah so um i went to school at the university in town here university of north georgia uh and i was my degree is in physical education so i've always had a passion for physical fitness um, and a passion for educating people on how to be physically fit Uh, it just so happened that through the process of my degree i didn't quite get certified to teach um but I did, however, still get my degree, and I knew that I wanted to teach, but I didn't want to teach in a school setting. So um, through a lot of prayer and, uh, I think, questioning what I was supposed to do, uh, the Lord made it really clear to me that I wasn't going to go in that direction as far as the public school setting. Uh, And so I sort of shifted my orientation, and I was doing CrossFit, and I was passionate about CrossFit. And so I looked in that direction, in that avenue, seeing what CrossFit was, where it had come from, and kind of where it could go. Uh, and I became more intrigued by what the potential that I could have for CrossFit and CrossFit could have in my life. And so from that, uh, I went to a gym where I coached in the city that I moved to out of Dahlonega, and then I became the head trainer there for a long while. And then whenever my wife and I had the opportunity to sort of move back into this area, um, I took that opportunity and so I started to manage and train here at CrossFit Delauniga, Um, and then I purchased it from the owner that was the owner and so that's kind of a complicated story because there's been a number of different owners throughout the course of the years at CrossFit
0: was there? I, I didn't know that
1: yeah, and so um, I'm just one of the next iterations of that, which hopefully will not be a continuation. It is going to be me until CrossFit Alonaga dies. <laughs> That's the goal.
0: Yes, well, I hope I hope for your sake as well that that goal is achieved. So, yeah. Very interesting. Okay, so Robbie, you've been there 11 years. You've been there through that all then, all those transitions, all that. So I'd love to pick your brain and just kind of hear – how how has dylanaga changed how has that evolved over the years what what have you seen even from ownership to ownership and um how that's kind of changed
2: well um the first owner had the gym for quite a while uh and i'm just making things up here but maybe about six years maybe he was (laughs) owner for about six years and he was fabulous and everyone loved him and um You know, he fostered a fabulous community from the very beginning. Um, Things were very casual. We're a small town. Uh, We do not have a large population from which to draw. Um, Things were very casual about paying your membership and, um, you know, comping memberships and just trying to make everything available so that anybody that wanted to work out could work out. And so eventually he just had to move on because he needed to make a real living. And uh, thankfully, we had a member in the gym who did not want to see um, CrossFit Dahlonega, you know, uh, close its doors or go to someone from outside of our community, really. So she took on the gym, and, um, and she tried to make that work for a couple of years. And then we had a, another member who took over the gym who had his start at CrossFit Dahlonega. He's retired military. And, uh, and then he went on to open up another gym in the county over from us. And uh, once again, he kind of swooped in, or we had another person that had their start in CrossFit Dahlonega. It's always been someone from within the gym that um, has taken on responsibility because they love the gym. The community is fabulous and we don't want anything to happen to it, but it's a big responsibility. And it is difficult to sort of make a go in this small market. And then, um, but Thomas came in kind of with, um, I think, the desire that, you know, he made it clear he wanted to own a gym of his own at some point. And he's young, starting his family and all that kind of stuff. So he's got a long, long uh, future ahead of him for that sort of thing, to grow the gym and make all sorts of, um, you know, improvements. But what's been really great is every time we've had a new gym owner, they have come from inside the gym. The community's generally been happy. It's not like people have been dissatisfied. We haven't wanted a lot of changes, and so people have been really respectful about sort of maintaining the the culture and just the way we do things.
0: But so, Robbie, I, I'm kind of curious. What maybe would you say to owners uh, who are taking over new communities? Maybe things that you've seen, like, oh, that was a challenge, but then this resolution was really powerful, or this was a great way they did something. I don't, I don't know if anything sticks out to you maybe over the years that you think has, has worked really well and kept that community really strong, even amidst such drastic transitions.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say that transitions for us have been drastic because we've always known well whoever was in ownership. And they they were raised up in the gym and um so they sort of they know how things would go and so generally if when we've had thomas is just the fourth owner so it's really it's not been crazy but um when they've come in they've generally done some sort of client survey to sort of figure out what do you like what would you like to see that's different um and then you know just finding out what the the community likes and sort of sticking with that and making improvements where they feel like they can, and it's really been pretty seamless most of the time. Like I would say, there's been very little drama or negativity. It's been good. It's been really good.
0: That's really awesome to hear. I'm glad it's. I'm glad it hasn't yeah. been a bad. Our experience.
2: people are awesome. I mean, really, it's. Uh, I just can't imagine um, it being a bad situation. It's been good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And then, and then, Thomas, from, from your end, from taking over, you know, what maybe have been, I don't know, challenges or or things that you've you know had to process through and 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 grow in as a new owner. Um, things that maybe you could talk to about people who are in your position taking over a gym. That maybe you could say, hey, this is stuff that I've learned along the way so far.
1: Yeah, um, um, definitely back ends that nobody really thinks about too much as far as um, finances and how to do all of the monetary business stuff. Um, that's something that I think a lot of people don't think about. Uh, and as a manager, you kind of get to taste it a little bit if your owner is kind and sort of lets you in on that and kind of shows you the ropes a little bit, which the previous owner of CrossFit Aloniga did. He kind of let me see how things were going in certain areas. And so, um, I wasn't completely blindsided by a lot of that. And then I also have a group of guys here that is that own a business um, connected to the warehouse that we're in that are much wiser in means of um, business. And so I have them kind of as sort of my mentors in a way that I ask them a lot of questions and we talk a lot and they show me a lot of different tricks of the trade as far as how to run a business like a business, because, um, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and so I've heard Kalipa say it and I've heard, um, Bergeron say it, but like, Hey, at the end of the day, it's a business and you have to treat your business like a business. Um, while we love to work out and we love the community and that's really the core of it. Like that's what keeps it going. Uh, if you can't keep the doors open, then you can't have the fun that you're having. So, um, learning how to navigate that is crucial. So getting somebody in, in your corner that can help you do that is, is a big, a big part of being a new business owner, whether it is a CrossFit gym or a coffee shop or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, having somebody be there to mentor you is crucial.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That, that's, I mean, that's good advice. And I, I just know there's, there's a lot that happens on the back end that a lot of people don't know when someone wants to own a gym. It's like, do you really quite understand what you're asking?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, no, for sure. So, and I'm also kind of curious, uh, Thomas and Robbie, what maybe would you say makes uh, Delanaga unique? What what makes it different from the other gyms out there? Uh, I don't know. Like, if you guys, I mean, Thomas, you've come from different gyms, and Robbie, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been around and dropped in, but what, what makes Delanaga different and unique from the other gyms out there?
1: Rami?
2: Well, you know, everybody's always talking about community. Mm. And um, and I do think that all CrossFit gyms have their own brand of community. So, um, you know, we have people in here from 12 to close to 70. And um, everybody does know one another because we're fairly small. Um, if you're out, we know it, and we want to know where you are. Um, we have a really good Facebook group that keeps – communication going all the time um very you know we have an enthusiastic bunch of people that keeps a lot of the the entire gym kind of on their toes and running here and there um doing different things and i would say that's primarily it i mean you're definitely not just a number here everybody knows everyone we know your family we know where you work we know if you're sick um and that's the way we like it you know so is that yeah.
0: something that you've established over time and, and as you know, maybe even a trainer have helped kind of bring up or is that just part of the culture in the local community? So you just automatically seek out and get to know people. Cause I know some gyms struggle with that and I'm just kind of curious, You know, what would you say to those who might struggle with like reaching out and checking in on their members? I don't know if you have any advice for that even.
2: Well, we were just talking about this recently um, and this may be something we implement just because we would not want someone to um, fall through the cracks. Now, we have um, a new tracking system, which that's also something that, you know, in the old days, we certainly didn't have. You know, everything was logged in the, in your book, right? There was no way to keep track of attendance. No one was checking in with anything that was computerized. Um, it was literally just... The old way of doing things, but now we have a check-in system. And actually that took a little while to get used to people to get used to coming over to a computer, checking in or coaches, whatever. But anyway, so if someone's been out for a week, we have a notification that they are that, you know, we haven't seen so-and-so in a week and there's a way for us to contact them via email with a quick link, which is really nice. Um, you don't have to go searching for things. You can just shoot them an email. Um, Thomas is looking at some ideas of potentially assigning clients to trainers to really make sure. So, um, you know, certain number of people are assigned to each um, trainer and uh, any sort of major communication that needs to happen will take place that way. But other than that, we just foster community through um, events. So they can just be things like, you know, we celebrate weddings, celebrate babies, celebrate graduations, celebrate people leaving, um, just casual nights at the gym where we just gather, lift and eat, um, stuff like that. Yeah,
0: no, that makes sense. Cool. And Thomas, anything else to add about you know what, what's unique about the gym? Um,
1: yeah, so I think it is two, two parts. I think it is partially the community that we're a part of as far as the surrounding area. It is a small town. Um, it's a small town with a college campus on the town square, essentially. Um, and so the small community is right ground for keeping a small tight knit community, even in the gym. And so I think that partially plays into it to where we can be in each other's lives and kind of let each other know where we're at with our lives and what we're doing and why we're not at the gym and all this other stuff. But, um, I think it also is just that we are so, um, Desiring to see you improve, right? We don't want you to just be another number on a sheet. We want to see you where you're at, know where you're at, see where you could be, and achieve the progress along the way to get to where you could be. Um, and so I think that drives a lot of the communities because we care genuinely about who you are and where you're going because it's not just you coming into the gym and working out. It's you coming into the gym, becoming a part of our family, and as a part of our family, we believe that you have a purpose in our family, and we believe that you have a purpose outside of our family. And so if you have that purpose, we want to help you achieve whatever that purpose is to its fullest potential, right? We don't want you to just come in, do your tries and buys, chest and back, and then walk out the door without saying hi to anybody. We want you to come in and engage with other human beings that can help you grow uh, mentally, physically, socially, emotionally, However it is that you need to grow, we're here to help you. And so I think that is a huge part that we try and work on with people in the gym, one-on-one, just sitting around, talking to people um, after workouts, before workouts, asking them how their family's doing. We focus on really trying to, to harken in on that so that people know that we care about them. It's not just coming in and then working out and leaving.
0: No matter if you're looking to lose weight, build muscle, or just crush PRs, Kettlebell Kitchen is here to help make it happen. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXSTOCK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. So so we talked about a we ago. We've, we've kind of talked all over the place, I feel like. But I, I was kind of curious about uh, you two as well, uh, the different roles that you play at the gym. Uh, you know, Robbie owner, or I'm sorry, Thomas the owner. Robbie's like no, 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 um, and Robbie's the head trainer. So I was just kind of curious. if You could both talk about maybe what does your day to day look like? What do you guys do? Uh, what you know? What is? What does that task sheet on a daily uh, basis look like? And
2: yeah, what what keeps you busy? Good, Robbie.
1: <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs>
2: well, my task sheet's really not that long. I do the programming for the gym. And um, so you know that's something obviously I take care of at home and um, we load that I load that information up to the program that we use so um, members see it the night before and then you know open up the gym in the mornings and just get things going and I generally teach in large blocks uh, a couple times a week and that's that's primarily it. You know, I have little duties like throwing laundry into the washer and stuff like that. But my main thing is just to instruct. Mm-hmm. Um, I just coach. And like we said before, in in the midst of all that, connect. And that's my favorite part, you know. Coaching and yeah. connecting. But connecting is the best, you know.
0: Yeah. And then how long have you been the head trainer for?
2: Um, I would say about... I don't know, a while. <laughs> but like, I- ele-
0: like 11 years a while? <laughs> oh, like
2: 11 years. No, not quite 11 years, but you know that I'm a little uncomfortable with that title. It's primarily because in the past I've always had the most time. Mm. I've, I've had the most availability. So I did coach the majority of the classes mm. and, um, And I would have never seen that coming in a million years, but that's just sort of is the way it's progressed. Right. So.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you if you had any idea that you'd be coaching CrossFit when you, you you know, your friend mentioned it to you one day.
2: No, 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 (laughs) (laughs) no, not at all. No. What made you want to coach it? You know, I'm not quite sure. Um, I really don't know, but I've I've certainly done a lot of things outside my comfort zone since starting CrossFit, as that happens with so many people. And um I just loved it. I, I just loved everything about it. I wanted to learn about it. I mean, I do love to learn also, like Thomas. I've listened to a tremendous number of podcasts. That's my favorite <laughs> thing to do, is just learn, learn, learn. Um and then um, you know, I went to my level one and the guy that owned the gym from the very beginning was just very encouraging. And uh, it was very intimidating to be in a class, especially with younger people, young people that were just coming from wherever, and they were probably like, why is my mom coaching this class? You know, why is somebody <laughs> that's like my mother coaching this class? But anyway, over time, um, because I've certainly studied as much as I possibly could, and um, I've become more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that's but you're right like when you look at the demographic of people who
2: are coaching you're you know you're all, exactly right i'm not a 28 year old man so
1: <laughs> i am i'm a 28
0: year old man so how did how did you i mean was it just time how did you kind of work through that and even i'm sure some people were like like you said who is this lady coaching like is it just like stepping on that floor with confidence because i'm sure you're not the only one who you know is coaching or wants to coach and but thinks like oh i'm not a 28 year old man so i can't
2: right um well i got a lot of encouragement from people in the gym and um i knew that i was I certainly didn't want to come in and do a poor job. Mm I also had a son that was um, getting into CrossFit, too. Like, maybe he was 12 or something when I started. And um, he just, as I grew interested, more and more interested, he got really interested. And I certainly didn't want to embarrass him if he were going to come into the gym. (laughs) And um, so that's really been a great point of connection for he and I um, CrossFit and just weightlifting in general, just all things that are concerning that. So I just trusted the process. I was like, I'm doing the work. I know the material. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. Um, but why not? You know, that would be a sad thing if I just would not step out at all. And we just left it to all the 28 year old people. So yeah.
0: What do they know? They don't know.
2: Me. What do they know? I don't know. We know
1: nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I can't talk. I'm, I'm also like in my twenties. So I um, awesome. Cool. And then and Thomas, what, what does kind of your day to day look like? What do you, what do you do on a daily basis?
1: Yeah. So we, um, whenever Robbie's not coaching, I'm here uh, or I am, coaching as well. So I try and be here at the gym. Um, most hours that were open, uh, obviously the crazy early mornings, I'm not there all the time, but I try and be there at least once or twice a week. And then for the evenings, uh, the crazy late hours, uh, once or twice a week. And that's kind of trying to find a flow to that because we, my wife and I just had a newborn seven months ago. So I'm trying to like, Aww, congratulations! Hey, thank you. Um, I gotta take care of her and her needs as well as our baby. Uh, so I can't be at the gym as much as I'd like to as my job. Like I'm passionate about it. I love it. I want to be here all the time. But I know that I have to take care of my wife as well. And that's probably a little bit more important than the gym. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so um, so I try and balance that. But whenever I'm here, I'm engaging with folks that are here. I'm doing um, back-end business stuff. Again, trying to figure out financials, trying to figure out what we can do, what we can do, trying to come up with new programs, trying to think about uh, what to implement, what's some low hanging fruit that we can just go ahead and grab and let's do this and run with it. Uh, so it's it's a, I'm trying to brainstorm or I'm implementing programs. I'm trying to put things on uh, into action, uh, such as like a, we're doing a triathlon this year or this month in the gym where Um, You have the entire month to accumulate an Ironman triathlon. So we're not swimming. We change that to a row, but um, doing a row, run, and bike. And uh, over the course of the month, you guys try and accomplish that. And so putting together programs like that um, and then implementing it, I'm I'm doing a lot of that stuff, trying to reach out to people that drop in, new members that drop in. Uh, I try and reach out to them uh, X number of days after they've dropped in so that they have a point of contact like oh I saw you in the gym and now you're calling me clearly I think you care about me Uh, I wasn't just somebody that was money in your pocket essentially and then uh, continuously trying to refine my own craft as well as doing research studying looking into CrossFit journal and and other sources outside of CrossFit just to see how they mesh if they don't mesh why don't they mesh trying to find the gaps between any research really is, is fun for me. Um, and then implementing that in classes, but, uh, a lot of, a lot of different things in there that I I try and do not the conventional, I would say owner mentality where, um, you're the owner and you're not really there all the time, which you see in a lot of big gyms, but here it's like, I'm the owner and this is it. Like, this is, is what I am. This is who I am. And I want to be here for that. Uh, and I think that's also part of, back to your other question, what ties in the community is that Thomas is there. Like he's not just somebody who is owning it and you see him every so often. It's Thomas owns it and he's there and he's there to hear your questions and talk to you if you ever need anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, That I mean, that makes sense for sure. Cool. You guys sounds like you're busy people that do a lot of different things. <laughs>
1: We try, <laughs> or, or I guess we, we get stuck in that. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't know, but
0: well, and, and then I'm kind of curious, maybe one of my last questions for you both is if you were to give one piece of, of advice to another owner or another trainer, uh, what would that advice be for them?
2: Well, for a trainer, I might would have some advice for an owner too, which is probably one yeah. of the reasons I didn't want to take on ownership is it is a tra- – you know, owners owners have to do a lot of work that in on the front end is just basically volunteer, right? You just volunteer, volunteer, volunteer your time. Um, and it can take a while to really earn an income. And their fitness can also ne- get neglected. I'm not pointing to Thomas, but I've heard so many uh, owners over the years talk about the best way to get out of shape is to actually own the gym, Um And I can see that because, you know, after I've been in here a a full morning, often I will work out by myself, uh, and I have to really talk myself into it because I'm trying to avoid another trip back into town or wherever, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, for, for trainers, I would say the, to educate yourself, to just keep educating yourself. Um, and, you know, just keep trying to come up with, um, different ways to scale things, um. Just refreshing, you know. I just think about so many people that I used to watch in the beginning uh, for coaching at videos, and I just think, gosh, what have happened to those people? Because I don't see them; they're not on the scene anymore. But new people are coming on the scene. But those people were just as great, and and there's just a wealth of information. Um, so to stay good, to stay current.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I would ditto that. My. my Like Robbie said, one of my big things is that you continue to learn. You're never at the top. You've never reached the top. Um, You don't know it all, even though as a 28-year-old man I want to think I do. Uh, I don't know it all, and no one does, right? So continue to learn. Continue to keep an open mind uh, and an open hand as far as something comes in, something goes out. It's just the way things happen. Um, But with what you do learn, you grasp uh, and you you use that if it's possibly, if it's possible to use. Um, and the same, same concept can kind of be said in owning a gym is if you can use it, use it in the learning process. But if you can't, it's no hard feelings, right? Just let it go and try something different. So continuing to learn, um, but then as a trainer also, Implementing what you learn in confidence. I think that's one thing that people lack a lot of is they get out on the floor and uh, they've never done it before. And so they're not confident in what they have learned. But if you've learned it, you got it. Like you can do it. Just be confident in it. Um, Don't be shy about it. Like you own the floor. That's your hour or two or whatever it is you're training to lead people In fitness and not just fitness like we've talked about but you are in charge and so guide them with confidence Uh, and that's one thing that I learned in in school was one of my professors always said hey if you don't don't think you have it fake it till you make it right like just keep going fake it till you make it and you will eventually pick up on it and learn Um, so that's that's one thing I would say for trainers um, and for owners as well just keep on learning keep on learning
0: yeah, I'm, I'm curious because you guys have both brought up education and learning. Do either of you have maybe a favorite thing you've either learned or uh, maybe resource, seminar, podcast that you would be like, oh, they should listen to this or read this or do this?
1: Um, yeah, for me, uh, so I've read, well, <laughs> the source of all knowledge and all wisdom comes from, comes from my personal perspective from one place and that's the Bible. So if you're going to read a book, read the Bible, uh, and you can learn a crap ton from that. As long as you, again, have somebody try and kind of guiding you through that. Uh, and even if you read it and have a ton of questions, ask those questions. It's good. Right. But outside of, uh, scripture, I would say some good books that I've read were, um, how to win friends and influence people. Um, and then, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think that might be the name of it. I can't remember. Yeah. But uh, and then uh, podcasts. I love to listen to uh, Chasing Excellence with Bergeron, uh, Kalipa's Business and uh, Fitness Business of Fitness, um, and then the Box Talk as well. I listen to Box Talk too. And it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> shameless plug. I love it.
1: Shameless plug. It's it's good. I, I've learned some stuff just from listening to that as well. So um, and with that. Not just listening to those things and not just reading those things, but like I said, asking questions and taking notes and trying to implement however you can and reiterate uh, what you learn. So you're not just consuming knowledge, you're actually giving it back.
2: Um, Let me think. Well, as far as weightlifting instruction, I love Greg Everett and Ursula Garza, they have a podcast. I think it's Weightlifting Life or Weightlifting Talk, I'm not sure, but um, Catalyst Athletics, I think he's excellent. And uh, so he's got books and videos, because you know, for me, I think one of the most challenging thing is, things is coaching Olympic lifts. Um, And then, you know, there's the Olympic lifting seminar, which is great. Uh, Of course, you're gonna learn tons at the level one, and especially when you have to take it more than once. I used to listen to barbell shrugged quite a bit and that was a really a good one, but they went in a different direction. So <laughs> I just, um, I left that one, but there's just a lot of great stuff out there. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> D- uh, the, like, just the CrossFit, the the main site, yeah. You know, the training videos that they offer are really good. Um, the journal, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I mean, it's just, more information than you really can intake so no
0: you guys that's that's good that's good you just both brought up learning so i was like i gotta ask them what they you know for specific examples so hopefully our listeners will take one of those and listen or read or watch or attend uh Mm -hmm. and they'll you know hopefully listen to more box talk another shameless plug Uh, (laughs) but no so that's that's really great and and that's our hope with this episode and every episode is that it would encourage someone to go do something and get better so that their business can thrive their members can thrive and then the world can be impacted in a really positive way so uh but yeah guys thank you so much thomas robbie it's been awesome having you on the show it's been great just chatting today and, and hearing about uh the gym and wow a lot of changes but it's been cool uh just to see even how um those changes sound like they've been they've been really positive and They've been really good for the community. So, but yeah, uh, Robbie, Thomas, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you for having us. It was fun.
0: Kettlebell Kitchen offers meals designed by nutritionists, prepared by chefs, and conveniently delivered so you can spend more time in the gym and less time in the kitchen. Use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.